Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Today, discussing our favorite picks of the 2021 NFL Draft. It's all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can bet $1 to win $55 on this weekend's main event. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out for all new users by offering them the chance to win $55 when placing a bet of $1 on this weekend's big fight. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Won't call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, Sam, we've looked at our favorite drafts, our least favorite drafts. We even looked at our favorite first round picks right after the draft. But let's go the entire draft. Which individual players, individual picks were your favorite in the 2021 draft? Yeah, I was just scrolling through them now. There's actually a load that I really quite like, but we've been taking a you know fairly giant steaming dump all over the Las Vegas Raiders draft. So let's start off by giving them some praise. Let's do Javon it. Javon Merrick, number 43 overall, the best safety in the draft, a clear first round player in our eyes. The Raiders got this guy midway through the second round and he helps that defense. You know, Granted, that's not a high bar given where that defense is, but Merrick is a, a real impact playmaker that has led the nation in past breakups in each of the last two years from the safety position. That's a real plus pick for the Raiders. My one question about Merrick, who played a lot of too high as the Raiders go to a very much uh, single high system, is he going to be their free safety? Is he going to play the Earl Thomas role in that scheme? I think so. Um, he reminds me a little bit of Harrison Smith. So do you think he can handle that that true free safety role in that system? Yeah, and critically, Harrison Smith, I think, was a player that, although he's been arguably the best safety in the NFL in terms of a split safety look at too high uh, deal, he's good enough that he's been able to play both the strong and the free safety when they go to one high looks. When they go to a single high look, Harrison Smith has been the guy that's made all that work. So if that is the comp and that's what he can do, that gives them the flexibility to get more creative than perhaps they could be otherwise. All right, so I'm going to go a couple picks later. We've mentioned this a few times, but Asante Samuel going to the Chargers. You know, a lot of times cornerback is all about fit and scheme, and Asante Samuel needed to go to his own heavy team, whether it's Pittsburgh or Carolina, the Chargers are the fit. You know, the, the, them playing Brandon Staley's scheme, played more zone, than any other team in the league last year when, when when Staley was with the Rams. So he's bringing that system over. Asante knows how to read the quarterback. Incredible movement skills. You've documented it over and over again. So don't need to rehash it a ton. But Asante Samuel, a guy that we had a first-round grade on, getting him at 47 overall, absolutely love that pick for Brandon Staley and the Chargers. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that is a great one. Asante Samuel is one of my favorite players in this draft. I think schematically, it's a phenomenal fit there as well. And even more so with Casey Hayward having just been let go, I think they're in a fantastic position to put him in right away, start. And the floor is really high as well. As we said on the main pod, like worst case scenario is they have to pivot, move him into the slot and Chris Harris can play outside and they're still good. Yeah, it's a it's a really nice fit overall. Nice pick for uh, for the Chargers. What other what else do you like, Sam? What other uh, best picks do you do you have here? All right, I've got a bunch that I like. Um, Christian Barmore in the second round for the Patriots, I think, is a fantastic pick. We had him as number 12 on the PFF big board. And look, I know there were reasons that he slipped. 
the idea that some combination of coachability, attitude, intelligence, whatever it is, um, the Patriots know Alabama, right? The Patriots, Bill Belichick and Nick Saban are as tight as it gets. Nobody has a better uh, inside track of information on what a player is coming out of Alabama than the Patriots, and they were comfortable enough to grab him. So I think that's a great spot. Um, Rondale Moore, number 49 to the Arizona Cardinals. Rondale Moore is one of the most electrifying playmakers in the entire draft, but one of the most difficult to, to place in the NFL because what he was doing in college isn't a job in the NFL. It's not a defined role. He was a gimmick player through his entire college career, and that really isn't an offensive position in the NFL, at least not one that you want to spend a really high pick on. But the Cardinals have that role already in the offense, essentially, right? Over the last two years since Kingsbury got there, no team in the NFL has run more screens to wide receivers than the Cardinals, 20 more than the next highest team. And most of those have been going to Larry Fitzgerald just to get the ball in his hands because the dude's 87 years old and can't separate anymore. So simply swap over. Fitzgerald to Rondale Moore, you have a whole bunch of targets that can go Rondale's way without him even needing to figure out how to play actual wide receiver in an NFL offense, which you can do on the side. You know, the way that New Orleans first brought Michael Thomas into the system, right? He ran like two routes. And then while he was doing that, they worked out what else he could do and figured out how they could get him more involved in the offense. Rondale, I think, is perfectly set up to succeed from day one. Yeah, and Rondale can be the guy that helps Cliff Kingsbury maybe get a little bit more creative in that offense. That's It's much needed. And, you know, the point on the screen passes, it's been Fitzgerald and DeAndre Hopkins. You know, Nuke's great after the catch, but it's still not his game, so to speak. We definitely want the ball in Rondale's hands as much as possible. <clears throat> the other part about the Barmore pick that I love, too, he was 12th on our board, but by far our top interior defensive lineman. Yes. If you're just talking safe as far as production, goes it's Barmore and really nobody else as far as interior D lineman so I thought he'd go high just because the drop-off was was steep there at the position um, the other guy that dropped because of a, a quick health question but it ends up being a huge win for the Cleveland Browns it's Jeremiah Owuso Karamoa the guy we had 19th overall on our draft board what'd you say there was a late heart question that popped up in the in the draft process here yeah, he got, uh, there was some sort of flag, medical red flag due to a heart condition that got thrown up late. He was apparently cleared by doctors, but it happened so late in the process that a bunch of teams were, you know, scrambling and just didn't get a chance to get comfortable with it before their draft pick came up. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, here we go. Adam Schefter. Jeremiah Wusu koromoa had a heart issue that came up late in the process and was a concern for most teams, which is why he fell out of the first round per sources. Doctors ultimately cleared him but it did contribute to him falling. Yeah, and, and the Browns just get to mop up here. And we keep mentioning how the Browns did such a good job in free agency to uh, come in with a really strong roster where they could take these chances or, or just not even chances, but at least mop up on dropping first rounders. And, and they made a move to go get him. So I love this as a pick. I, I love uh, his his versatility and coverage. And even he is a bit of a projection because he did play that that overhang linebacker, essentially slot corner in Notre Dame system in a zone heavy type of system. That position also doesn't exist in the NFL, but the Browns have invested mm -hmm. a little bit in linebacker. He's got a little time to learn and maybe they can sprinkle him in where needed, but uh, a very good athlete plays hard and ju they just continue to add more versatility to that back seven.
And as our guy Andrew Erickson pointed out in, in one of the chats today, the Browns linebackers saw the second most snaps in the slot in 2020. And remember, that's second most behind the Seattle Seahawks, who played basically base the entire time, right? right? Didn't have a slot corner effectively. So the Browns defense, more than any other in the NFL, is crying out for a linebacker that is comfortable playing over the slot. So again, it's a great fit. A couple more picks that I want to fire out. Tevin Jenkins for Chicago, getting him to protect Justin Fields. That sort of secured that draft being an absolute home run. And then two lower down, pick number 129, Jalen Darden from, what is he, North Texas? Yep. Went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where just set up to succeed, right? Can be buried on that depth chart, but find a way to contribute the way they play. And then Sean Wade to the Baltimore Ravens. The more I think about this, the more I like that pick. Um, Wade was an absolute train wreck as an outside cornerback. Goes up against guys like Devontae Smith and just gets lit on fire. But he has talent as a general defensive back, as a safety, as somebody that can be a little bit more versatile and cover different positions around that defense. Just don't put him out in an island against an elite wide receiver the way Ohio State did this last season. All right, I'm going to wrap it up with, uh, with a slightly different one. My, my one other favorite pick is what Minnesota did with the 14th overall selection in the draft. Sitting at 14, if they had taken Christian Darasaw, would have said, okay, good job, Minnesota. That's the right player. But instead, trading down, still getting Christian Darasaw at 23, but also getting Wyatt Davis with one of those third rounders that they picked up from the Jets, a potential starting guard, and also getting Kellen Mond, a shot at a quarterback in the third round. Um, they also did flip uh, a fourth rounder in the mix, um, and that thing got traded a couple times. So I didn't, I didn't go down that rabbit hole. All I know <laughs> is Minnesota at least turned one pick into two potential starters on the offensive line, plus yeah. a backup quarterback. So that is one of my favorite picks, one of my favorite moves, just, just beautifully done by the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, that might be the sort of the best single process pick in the entire draft. You know, Minnesota got a player that we would have been ecstatic for them picking where they were. But in addition to that, traded down and snagged two potential uh, useful players for them, including another starting offensive lineman. I mean, just from what you would like to see happen, that absolutely nailed it. Yeah. And just for context, it was our number three tackle and number two guard on the board got both of those guys so they took a couple shots at positions of need really like what the vikings did there so it's our favorite picks of the 2021 nfl draft let us know what were your favorite picks of the draft it's the pff nfl daily 